0: Are you ready to build your business while honoring your introverted entrepreneur heart? I'm Jen. And I'm Lisa. Together, we are Success and The Shy Girl. We work with female introverted entrepreneurs to help them ignite their path to success while protecting their physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual energy. Welcome to the podcast. All right, everyone. Welcome back to
1: the Success in the Shy Girl podcast. For this week, uh, I'm Lisa. And
0: I'm Jen. Well, for every week, I'm Jen and she's Lisa. (laughs) (laughs) We're always, always, uh, yes. (laughs) We're we're ourselves. We have not switched bodies. Um, That that was was an interesting lead in, Lisa. Uh, Yeah. So this week we do want to actually, we're going to bring things back around to some stuff that maybe you can take some action on in your business. Now, for those of you who don't know me, probably, well, you guys probably don't know because I haven't really shared. I have a background in um, tech. I taught myself how to code and I used to build websites straight from scratch before we had all these fancy, what you see is what you get editors, those fancy drag and drop things that have made our (laughs) web design process a lot smoother and really within reach of the consumer. So we're gonna start to be adding in some tech tutorials uh, that I'll be just doing on the back end as our audience comes up against tech issues that I can help them address so that uh, you can really take a, a do-it-yourself approach to getting some of this stuff done in your business because the back end of your business is really, really important that it's running smoothly so that you can show up and do the work that you actually love yeah we've been thinking
1: about this because of lo- a lot of you are coming up with really creative ideas on how you can uh, be delivering value online during a time where everyone's at home. Uh, what What sort of things can you be offering? So we really want to give you as much help as possible to be able to bring those ideas really into your business and not be stressing about the tech issues.:
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to talk today about, it's not going to be strictly technical. Uh, We don't want to, we don't want to bore you and we, you can't watch us doing what we're doing. And you know, there's no tutorial to follow, but we do want to talk to you about building an email list and why it is so important for your business that you have an email list, even if you have no many to start and you do not have a website, you can still build build an email list. I'll tell you a little bit later on about some of the tools that we use to to help our um, our clients do that. Lisa, do you want to maybe speak to about, you know, when you're building your email list, like getting really clear on your ideal client avatar, your ICA. That's right. So in this
1: case, like bigger isn't necessarily
0: better. You really want to know
1: who your ideal client is, what problems are you trying to solve for her, what things might you know she be coming up against uh, that you can help her out with, and this is who you want to build your email list towards. Have, have a target in mind, like not, not it's, in a bad way. Like, sounds terrible,
0: but yeah, <laughs> that's, that's business language. <laughs> is Going to really love
1: and be transformed by what you have to offer. If you have a huge email list, everyone might not be grabbed by, by what you're doing. So you want to really curate your offerings so that you have an email list of people who are really interested in what you're offering. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So I do want to just make a point here. So you actually, depending on what your business is, you have, you might have more than one ideal client avatar or more than one ICA. That's okay. Um, there are tools out there that you can segment your list and deliver different content to different groups of people. We, we happen to use ConvertKit, and it's a program that I really love. And we've got some really interesting segmentations going on in our list based on the interest that people have expressed in previous opt-ins and things like that. But I don't want to get too much into that because it can be that can be feel a little bit overwhelming. So let's just for today focus on one person. So your ideal client avatar, your ICA, think of it as a real person standing in front of you. We we keep saying she because that is our audience. Our audience is almost exclusively women. So we, we tend to to lead that direction, but if you're, if your ICA is not women, if it's a blend of women and men, maybe it's just men, we don't know. So make sure that you've got that person at the front of your mind when you're actually thinking about starting an email list. Right.
1: Yeah. Almost um, imagine when you're creating that email that you're writing a letter to that person in particular, you know, mm-hmm. Im- what they look like, what they're doing when they get the email, that sort of thing. Really create a tailor made um, email and it's going to really land with that ideal client mm-hmm. or clients. Yeah.
0: When, okay, so the email process, so developing email lists, you're going to hear uh, a lot of different ways that these are referenced. We typically call them opt ins. You can You know, people call them lead magnets. Um, Even though we call them opt-ins, we think of them as pieces of content that add value, that you're going to actually deliver directly to a potential subscriber. Let's backtrack a little bit. Process of an email list, building an email list. Typically, and this is is what we're going to share with you as well. You start with a lead magnet and that gets that person onto your list, you're going to send them that lead magnet, and then you're going to continue to serve them for the length of time that they are on your email list.
1: Yeah. And I think that's really, really key is that the, the opt-in that you give them has to deliver value. Mm-hmm. Um, it should really be related to what you can help them with down the road. And then as you're continuing to interact with them over emails, you want to be continuing to add some sort of value, Um, whether it's a a newsletter, updates, tips and tricks. It doesn't, you don't have to send opt-ins every single week at all. No, you're going to get exhausted. (laughs) Don't don't do that. You'll have one thing that they, that, that draws them in and then continue
0: that relation to build on that relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And when you're, and when you're developing your, your opt-in, really take a look at the things that you're passionate about and really have expertise in a problem that your ICA has, has and where they overlap should be the opt-in content that you are delivering. Right. So, where your expertise overlaps with their problem, so you've got you've got a solution to their problem, and you're going to give it to them in an opt-in.
1: Now, most so, of you guys have probably had um, signed up for an opt-in, mm-hmm. so you know think about what was it that drew you in, and and what is it that's keeping you on that person's list? Um, and you can you know reverse engineer that back to how the experience you want your audience to have. Mm-hmm. You want them to good about that.
0: Yeah. Now I will say that we have not always been the greatest with our email list only because our, our focus was pulled in so many directions. It wasn't until we took a step back and we're able to like really take a big picture view that we, we got, we started to become really laser focused with our email list. We're now very, very consistent. We've got a couple of opt-in offers. We're continuing to add, you know, a, a few you know, here and there sort of through the year, but we, yeah, we know exactly who our person is. Our lady is, we know what their problems are because we've asked them and they've told us what their problems are. And we're delivering the solution to those problems via email. You can do exactly the same thing with your audience. Just a couple of points about, uh, an opt-in lead magnet, a value added content, whatever you want to call it. As we've said before, it really should solve a problem and give a quick solution, right like a quick win yeah
1: people people are looking for something that it, you know they want to see that this is going to help them,
0: yeah, and they're, they want to know that you can help them yes um, it it should position you as an expert in your field so here's the thing with with expertise, and imposter syndrome can really creep in here if you know ten percent more then the person that you are serving, you are an expert. To them, yes. Yeah. They're looking for, yes. Yeah, they would consider you an expert. So just keep that in mind that you don't need to have all the answers and you don't need to be making billions of dollars every year doing whatever it is that you do. You can still position yourself as an expert and serve your audience from that perspective. That's right, yeah. Yeah. And, the, and really the third thing that we want to make sure that you understand with a, with an opt-in offer is that it should be delivered immediately. It shouldn't be that uh, they sign up and then have to go through additional processes to receive that content that you've promised them. It should happen almost instantaneously. There are a number of email service providers out there, uh, things like MailChimp, Aweber, Entreport, we happen to use ConvertKit, as I said before, really, really love it. We've been using it for years. Uh, It's not necessarily um, something that people, uh, that's not the first one that people sometimes will go to, but it is something that we are going to suggest that you check out. So maybe we can give some examples, Lisa, of things that people can, can actually create for their audience.
1: Sure. There's so many different creative ways that you like. If you have an idea, um, there, are, there's more than one way you can deliver it to people. Um, shall I just go through the uh, ideas here? Yeah. So you can you can create a little ebook. That's something that that a lot of people do. Have a checklist, any sort of PDF file, a spreadsheet. And you can also do things like, like uh, making a little video. Those can be really fun depending on what your, your business is. You can actually show people things. Uh, and they can get to know you a little bit better too when, when they're seeing you on video. And think about some people might rather have an audio. Maybe they're going to listen in the car or while they're doing other things and they don't want to look at a video. They might be excited to to listen to a, an audio while they do some other chores or something like that. But so so
0: think of uh, all different ways. Oh, swipe swipe files? Yeah, so swipe files. So those are things like, like templates or strategies or uh, scripts that you use in your business that you think your audience might enjoy using um and that you're willing to give up and let them use for free
1: and Mm. even like a tutorial any sort of little tutorial you can do yeah like Um, a how-to guide yeah and it wouldn't hurt to if you had one idea for content some people are going to maybe be more drawn to a printable where someone else might be more drawn to the audio or video Um, it's okay to put the same type of content uh, in two different forms because you're going to get slightly different people who are who are still your ideal client that are interested in your uh message and your help but maybe the way they like to learn is slightly different so you you're you're reaching out you're finding that um ideal audience member who 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 maybe the people who like to read the people who like to who who learn by different listening ways. yeah 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 by by reading you're, you're, you're thinking yeah Different ways but you're still getting that message to them.
0: Yeah. We always recommend it's such a good practice to repurpose content. Mm-hmm. If you've got a blog post that's, you know, really done well, repurpose that into, uh, you know, an email broadcast to your audience. Right? You're pro- you're probably going to reach people that haven't seen it yet.
1: Well, that's exactly it, right? Someone may have missed your previous one, and when you're creating that content, you're going over and over it, so you feel like, oh, well, I've really gone over this. But if someone's just heard something once, they they might need to hear something two or three times for it to really soak yeah. in. To really, oh yeah, this I like. You know, I I'm I'm relating to her.
0: So so sometimes, yeah, hearing something more than once from you is okay. Yeah, it takes about seven exposures to a message for somebody to take action on it. Yeah, just think about true. that. So you're building that trust. Yeah, you're building
1: that. Trust. Like, oh, she didn't just say that flippantly. She really believes it. She, I've seen her say that a couple times now. Right. So you're building that trust. They're getting yeah. to know what's important to you, and th- those are those are things you really want to build with your audience that you're necessarily meeting in person.
0: So okay, so now we've got we've got our opt-in and there are ways to create your opt-in for free on things like Canva. There's a couple different options. Yeah. So Canva, if you've got a PDF, uh, you can do that even with their free account. And then of course you can set up a free account with ConvertKit to create a landing page and actually start building a list. Even if you don't have a website now, okay. So now we've got the opt-in and we've delivered it to our audience. Now we need to show up and start serving our audience in their inbox.
1: That's right. And then this is the part where you're continuing to build that relationship. You're continuing to build them getting to know you, getting to like you, getting to trust you, which is very key. Yeah. Um, and that's what you're building in that relationship on your email list. You're not selling to them with every email. No, that's not holding a relationship. No, or that's not the relationship that they want to be part of, right? You no. want to show that you're adding value. So that when you do have an offer that you would like them to look into, they're going to know, oh, she's offering me all this value, all this value, all this value. And then now that she's offering me this, um, an offer, like I know it's a value, mm-hmm. you're trusting that you're putting out value and that you're only going to give them things that are going to be of value, If you're selling to them every week, it gets a little bit numbing. Not going to feel
0: right. It's pretty much for me. I will tell I will say for me, that is a recipe for unsubscribing to a list. If I'm being, uh, the only thing that's happening is that I'm being sold to. Nobody wants that. You should be spending, I don't know. I think there's rules like 80, 20, 90, 10. You should be spending, let's just say the bulk of your time serving your audience and not selling. Of course it's email marketing, right? You're At some point, you're going to uh, provide your audience an offer. But marketing is not just selling. Marketing is building relationship. So you really need to remember that when you are actually writing your your broadcasts to your audience or creating your nurture sequences. You really want to go from somebody who doesn't know you at all that may have just landed on your site somehow, signed up for your email list, they don't really know you yet. You want to you show them who you are. You want them to understand who you are, what your message is, uh, what you value. Those are all things that your email list should be doing for you, right? Because they're probably not going to go and like read through your entire website. Most people don't do that. Most people just don't do that. The statistics show that. But... I think it's something around along the lines of like 90% of people open their email every day. So that is where you need to be going. And here's just a really interesting statistic for you. I was like, it actually, this number shocked me. Uh, so for every dollar that you invest in your email list, there's a $42 return on that. That is a, that is a huge return on that investment if so, if you do it properly, if you do it properly. And that's just a, an average uh, across all industries. It's going to vary from industry to industry, but that is, that is the average. So it is worth investing some time. You don't even need, to, like I said, you don't even need to invest money at the start, but it is worth the investment of your time to actually build an email list and start showing up and serving your list. What does serving your list look like? It's, showing up consistently. Right. Yep. You need to know when to expect to hear from you. Yes. And that also means consistency in your message. You want to make sure that you are, your message is consistent across all your emails. But have some fun with it too, right? It doesn't need to be serious in and, and businessy. Like don't don't be like you're standing in front of a board of directors and you know giving a technical presentation. No. Oh, yeah. It, make it fun. Make it fun. Imagine that you are sitting down in front of the per, you know your ideal client and you're having a conversation with them. If it if it helps like use voice to text um typing, right? Actually like speak your email or if you prefer to write it, after you've written it, read it out loud to yourself. Does it sound stiff or does it sound like a, like it's a conversation with somebody? conversational emails gain much better traction. Your open rates will be higher because people know that that's what they can expect. They're not going to get wah, 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 wah when they open your emails.
1: Right. Yeah. They want to come to the conclusion that you're an expert. You don't have to sit there and tell them and give them. No, no, you don't. You know, give them info, give them get their ideas flowing, and, and make it a funny when they see your email come up. You want they want to open it. Mm-hmm. I wonder what she's got to say today. Yeah, right? that's that's how you want them to feel. Oh, what she got to say today.
0: Yes, um, mm-hmm. yep. So, just a couple of actual um tips for, for writing an email, try and include some sort of personalization. We always ask for a first name on all of our opt-in offers so that we can actually personalize the emails that we send out to our audience. Our emails that have some sort of personalization in them have a much higher open rate and um, tend to gain better traction and better conversion rates as well. I think it's
1: great. As well, that they they can always respond reply back to you. Mm-hmm. So it's a great way for you to get some direct feedback from people. I, I mean, ConvertKit will give you your stats on open rates and things like that. But if you if you can ask people questions, if people are responding to you, you're getting a really good sense of of what they're looking for mm-hmm. um, and where they're at. And you don't necessarily get that with social media because everyone doesn't necessarily, first of all, see all your posts. Mm -hmm. You might have a big following, but if the algorithm doesn't send it to everyone, they're not going to see it for one thing. And a lot of people don't want to necessarily comment where other people are going to see it, Mm -hmm. but they might be more likely to respond to you, uh, respond to your email and you can get some incredible uh, feedback and build relationships, um, behind the scenes, uh, with, with emails as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and I think the, uh, the only other thing that, yeah, we need to figure out how often you're going to be reaching out to your audience. So like you said, Lisa, earlier, you know, like just uh, make sure that your audience understands when they're going to hear from you. Nobody, but you can decide how frequently to send emails to your audience. Nobody can tell you the best day or time to send an email that is going to depend on your audience and that's when statistics like open rates and conversion rates or click rates are come really into play so that you can start to do some of that re- research and figure out when is the best time to send my audience an email you might need to play around with it a little bit but yeah and watch watch your unsubscribes as well right so watch the content that causes unsubscribes now unsubscribes are not a bad thing. They're actually a good thing, right? Because it means that though you were not serving those people. So, I mean, if you're not serving them, there's no sense having them on your list because if you're not serving them, there's zero chance that they're ever going to become a paying customer. Not zero, pretty close to zero,
1: but yeah. Just don't let it, don't let it crush you. No. Just know that those people, otherwise you're thinking, Oh, I have this list and everyone hasn't um, interacted. Those people are leaving and that's okay. That's
0: okay. That's it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's uh, you know what? We've all unsubscribed from lists and people unsubscribe for various reasons. One, they're just not into the content. Um but if you do a really good job of serving, you're going to start to weed out the people that just want the freebies, right? Because there, there are people out there that they just sign up for lists because they want the freebies. It's just a, it's just a fact. It,
1: it happens. they um, come back later, if they enjoyed the freebie and your website is
0: still on there, they may come back to you. Yeah, later. you don't know. I mean, the thing is, we have no idea what's happening in other people's lives, right? Maybe they're on a bit of a digital detox and they just want to clean out their inbox.
1: That happens too. Yep. If I, if the, uh, only having your friends on there, like just clearing out anything that's that they've subscribed to anything that's, yeah, you don't, don't take it. Don't let it crush your soul. No, there's so no. many other things, factors at play.
0: No. You showing up and just like social media, having a huge list doesn't mean anything. If you, th- if the, that audience is not engaged, if you, right. I would much rather you have a, a small email list of let's say 100 people that's highly engaged, that are interacting with those emails, that are loving the content, then let's say 10,000 emails where eh, nobody's really paying attention to it. Yeah, that's true. If if 100 people are opening your emails, it, I'd rather
1: have, you know, send it to 105 and 100 people open it than send it to 1,000 and only 100 people open it. Yeah, You might exactly. as well just
0: have that core group
1: um, on there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So bigger is not always better, not in social media and not in your email list. I, I don't know that I have anything else to add. I think I've got gotten through the entire list that we wrote out. Lisa, do you see anything that we've missed?
1: Um, I I guess I was just going to say like, do, do check yourself. If you do have one email where there's like a quite a high number of people who unsubscribed as a result of one email, you know, maybe go back and and reassess but
0: in general
1: we're just saying there are so many other factors at at play yeah yeah
0: oh i guess oh i I just yeah one last thing if you are able to split test headlines or subject lines headlines i've been working on websites all day (laughs) not headlines (laughs) subject lines uh yeah if you can a b split test so that is what happens when you've got two different subject lines your email service provider sends them out and figures out which one is is a better has better open rates. Um, pay attention to those. If you can do that, that's a great way to test out new subject lines and see what actually gains traction with your audience based on uh, what open rates are higher.
1: Yeah, and and I would say that, that that's that's the advantage to using one of these uh, systems over just your personal yeah. email. Because Yeah. You really, you can really do some research and figure out who, who your audience yeah. is. And, and,
0: and, yeah, exactly. And it automates everything for you. There is no, you know, receiving emails via contact form and then having to send out everything to everybody. Just, if you can automate your email list, it is going to save you so much time and it is going to save you so much, you know, frustration as well. Just let it, let it all go. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Be like Elsa, let it go. Right. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So that, that is what we have to say today. And we will talk to you next week. Have a great day. Thanks so much for joining us today. We'd love it if you could leave us a review so that we can grow our audience and reach as many introverted entrepreneurs as possible. If you've enjoyed this episode, Grab a screenshot, hop over to Instagram and share it in your stories, and make sure that you tag us at Success in the Shy Girl. As always, wishing you abundance and success.